To District Divided, a DC sports podcast. I am Amit. That is K Dot. K Dot, how are you doing today, sir? I'm slightly better than the last time we did a show. See, I've gone to dark gray. I'm slowly, rising. slowly moving I'm up. Color. Yeah. And yeah. I've got my almost Dragon Ball Z inspired <laughs> District Divided previous logo on uh, this hoodie over here. Uh, this episode is about the Eagles. So the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be coming to town Sunday, 1 p.m. And we have to play them. So they, yeah. we're going to preview that matchup and uh, we're going to get into the commander's offense against the Eagles defense, Eagles offense against the commander's defense. And then we will give you our prediction as well. Maybe get into a little bit of the coaching as we alluded to on Misery Monday, talking about the Lions and how we were severely outclassed in the coaching department. Um, but yeah. Anyway, we're going to get into it now. So currently the odds are commanders plus six and a half, meaning that they need to lose by six or less for that bet to be good. Um, And the over under, I believe, is at 47 and a half for the game, the entire game total. Uh, K-Dot, you want to begin with the commander's offense or the Eagles offense? I don't care. I'll let you pick two. Just (laughs) Um, pick one. All right, we'll go. Let's end on a high. So let's go command or let's go uh, Eagles offense. Okay. Start against our defense. So as folks may know, the Eagles offense has looked very good so far. They have beaten the Detroit Lions and put up 38 points there. They beat the Vikings and won very handily over there. Yep. Um, They look good. They're 2-0. They They now come to town. So looking at that Eagles offense, which features Jalen Hurts, a quarterback, that is their question mark. So far, he's looked great. Uh, then they have A.J. Brown as their wide receiver. One, Devontae Smith. Quez Watkins is playing a bit of the slot at times. Miles Sanders in the backfield. Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell, Dallas Goddard at tight end. These are their playmakers, and they, they have been fantastic so far. K-Dot, let's just talk about the Eagles offense for a moment before we get into our favorite topic, the commander's defense. What what do you make of this Eagles offense this year so far? Terrifying. <laughs> as you said the the question mark going on this year was Jalen Hurts and so far he's looking good I mean in week one they hung up 30 some points to get the Detroit Lions to beat us uh and he didn't have a throwing touchdown if I'm not mistaken they were all rushing touchdowns that's correct touchdowns in the game um so it's like regardless of how it is that it's happening they are making it happen right as far as score as far as, as far as scoring points on the fucking board regardless of where it is they're starting on the field regardless of how it is they're getting it done that first week, I think they had like four guys damn near 90 yards rushing all at a TD. And it was like, holy shit. I'm, I'm joking. It wasn't that much. But they had over 200 yards running, uh, rushing. Uh, yeah, they're just getting it done. I mean, the A.J. Brown edition, all, it, it, they just look good on offense. Um, and really, it's a, it's a terrifying thing seeing what Washington has done the last two weeks to know that you have a team that is significantly better than the other two teams that we've played. Um, that have an offense moving and have a team that can finish drives. Unlike in that Jacksonville game where you had, they had a bunch of mental errors or uh, hiccups going into the end zone. Philadelphia is not one of the lead points on the board. 
Yeah, no, that's an excellent point. And again, like you said, they have gotten off to a fantastic start and they're one question mark for the season. They have two first round picks and a lot of the conversation has been if Jalen Hurts does not perform to expectation, well, then they can just move up and get a quarterback of their choice. So that's why he's sort of the question mark right now, because you look at this roster for the Eagles and it is, I mean, top to bottom, it is stacked. So yeah, there's definitely, definitely a tall task. Uh, for our commanders. So let's talk about our defense here. And so I wanted to just <coughs> highlight very quickly the injury report. So there's Casey Tuhill, who has not practiced the last couple of days. Daniel Wise has not practiced the last couple of days. And James Smith Williams was added with an ab injury limited in practice on Thursday. Fortunately, Jonathan Allen, full participant Wednesday and Thursday, but more problems on the defensive line. KDOT, how do you think they're going to fare? Not well. Yeah. Uh, all right. Not not well. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is that so the issue with the Washington defense has been uh, the defensive line not doing well as far as run support at all, as far as what they need to do as far as those gaps. You've got the Philadelphia Eagles coming to town with Jalen Hurts that can run the football, Miles Sanders can run the football, Boston Scott can run the football, Kenneth, whatever his name is, he can run the football. Gainwell, yeah. Gainwell, yeah. Um, that that's terrifying knowing that we're not hundred percent there. And even when we are hundred percent, we don't necessarily look good doing it. So Lord knows what those rushing lanes are going to look like after we saw what Deandre Swift looked like uh, last week. Um, and then beyond that, all right, the defensive line might get, might look pretty good sometimes as far as pass, uh, as far as um, pass rush. But then the issue with that is that everybody in the secondary has done a very, very shitty job as far as anything coverage wise, right? We've been a terrible coverage team. Yeah. So, if you can't do that, if you can't get home because they can throw the ball five to 10 yards down the field like they have in the last couple of games, like every team that we come against in the last couple of games, and then get all the yak, I'm sorry, Devontae Smith is faster than anybody we've faced so far. Yeah. I would and agree with that. AJ Brown's a fucking dog. Um, best receiver we played. Those guys, as far as what they can do in the yak game, scary. The imagine just how many times we could probably see Montez sweat in the frame with an arm right there near Jalen Hurts. Ball gets past six yards. Devontae Smith is taking it to the house. Like that's something that I can absolutely see happening. And I, they're, they're Washington defense give me no reason to not think it might happen quite often. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a really, really good point. So yeah, defensive line is a bit banged up. Uh, good news. Very, very good news is Cam Curl will be playing on Sunday. So it'll be really nice to have him back. And that should certainly help the secondary, maybe even help the linebackers out too, because maybe Derek Forrest can play a little more closer to the line and we can start getting a bit more creative with that. Uh, so that's going to help Jack Del Rio a whole bunch, hopefully, hopefully. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you look at it on paper, when you look at how we performed the first couple of weeks, if you're a fan of this team, this commander's team, you have every reason to be worried. You have every reason to feel scared about this Eagles offense, but that's why they play the game. It's not done on paper. Uh, so we'll end up seeing what happens on Sunday. But if you look again at the way this secondary is played and people are open very, very quickly. Yep. Devonte Smith is a fantastic receiver. AJ Brown, even better. And Quez Watkins caught a long touchdown against Minnesota where yep. it was just a busted coverage and, you know, he scores. So a lot we have to contend with. And probably the worst part about it is we can't even force them to throw. Right. We're giving up close to six yards a pop, maybe even more. Mm -hmm. It's it's really close to that number. And with a team like the Eagles with Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, who they are consistently rotating to keep fresh. And then Jalen can just talk it and take it himself. 
It's a very tall order. I'm curious to see how Del Rio does, especially amidst all the criticism that he and Ron took um, for coaching in the past week. So we're going to see what happens over there. Let's flip the script and let's talk about the good stuff, right? So the commander's offense against this Philadelphia Eagles defense. Uh, K-Dot, I want you to talk about the commander's offense a little bit. Why don't you go ahead, say what you've liked, what you haven't liked, et cetera. I'll talk a bit about the Eagles defense right after. All right. So commander's offense has looked at times absolutely amazing. I mean, right now, where are we ranked? I forget to pull it up. It's top 10, top five. I think one of the mm-hmm. least top 10 in offense right now. Um, and that's the thing is the weapons galore, right? Like uh, w- th- what we've been able to do on offense, but things are running. Okay. Which has been majority of this season, actually. Um, the, we, we've looked phenomenal. I mean, you look at last game and it, what we've had as far as um, in the Detroit Lions game, we talked about that first quarter that kind of went shit before the, uh, the 12-0 and 12-0 Detroit lead. And we didn't really get it going in the second half. We talked about it last episode was that you had Scott Turner not necessarily making the adjustments fast enough with what he needed to do to get out of that uh, pass rush that they were doing, which is just get the ball out in the flats. You've got a ton of guys who receive out of the backfield that can get the ball on end arounds, things like that, to keep that defense at bay. It took them entirely too long to get to the point where they made the adjustment to do it. But you give credit where credit's due. They did make the adjustments. And that gives me hope that at least he sees what can be done or what needs to be done necessarily quicker than he did last week. And hopefully it progresses in that way. Um, the, the, as long as Carson Wentz, and he did a great job, I think, last week. I don't really blame him entirely too much for that interception. He had to get it over to a two receiver. He had to get it over two defenders. Logan Thomas is a really tall fucking dude. Um, and he got, he still got two hands on the ball, which to me is just one of those things. You never bat it up. Okay. Um, it's just, it was just bad. Uh, but the rest of the game, he looked pretty on there. I mean, maybe one or two balls that you see go a little high, which is what is what he's normally used to, but overall did a damn good job. The Jacksonville game, same way, a couple balls go a little high, but overall had a pretty damn good stat line. I mean, you had those back-to-back interceptions where absolute dog shit. And that's the only thing that we have to really concern ourselves with when we talked about going into Detroit game. Carson needs to take care of the football. This is not a team that you can allow to get these turnovers because right now it looks like we've got to be in a shootout to win these games. And that is every opportunity ending in points and not turning the ball over for them to turn them into points. Yeah, uh, very well said. And uh, on that point about Carson Wentz, I think the only reason he is not considered elite <laughs> is that high miss sometimes. Like right. That is consistent in his game. And if he can clean that up, then I just want to shout out Carson Wentz for a moment. Yeah, we've played Jacksonville. Yeah, we've played Detroit. But he has played really well overall. Mm-hmm. There have been a couple moments where, yeah, there's been a pick here and there. But in Jacksonville, he got us out of it, right? And then against Detroit, he almost played near perfect football in that second half. So it's nice and refreshing to have a QB that I I think you and I both do believe in and have a level of trust in already. It seems like a lot of other fans, when I look on Twitter are echoing the same sentiments. It's nice to see our fan base go, Hey, there are a bunch of Carson Wentz jokes out there, but watching the game, it's not his fault, right? It's not his fault. So that's great. Um, What about the run game? with Antonio Gibson, with J.D. McKissick got a little more involved last week. Mm-hmm. What do you make of that? Do you think we need to utilize that a bit more against Philadelphia? Or what do you It has to be established in some sort of way, right? Like, one would hope, hey, we'll be in this. They'll be low scoring at the very beginning so we can continue our run game throughout, or at least be close, right? I yeah. think we're all under the guise of the idea that there might be we're down some points soon. 
which means we'll probably be in the air quite a bit. But there needs to be consistency from the running back position. I understand with Brian Robinson not being there, it's really hard with what you can see they're kind of scheming for Antonio Gibson to not be a standard three-down back. That is sort of like reiterating the offensive playbook to a guy that's not there right now. But, hey, injuries, shit happens, and we've got to make the adjustments. We need to look better and more consistent with the run game. The offensive line has just not looked like they've had the push needed to really establish it. Um, I haven't seen a whole lot of running lanes, period. Uh, but if we maybe until at least Brian can get back, if we can look to what we've done even historically the last two years, which is use Antonio in a more traditional role and get J.D. McKissick involved in the passing game just a bit more, which we did see a bit more in the Detroit game than we did the Jacksonville game. But um, you can see it's almost looked as though he's almost an afterthought. They're kind of, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we forgot about this guy. Hey, put him back in there. He needs to be more of a focal point. You have Antonio do th- more traditional things. He's proven that he at least he's not good at it. He's not. I wouldn't even say he's really good at it. He could be okay at it. Um, but and, and he's had hundred yards games before. We we Certainly. We, can, we can do something, right? Yeah, talented player. And yeah. so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there. I just wanted to point out that Chase Ruye has gone to short term IR, uh, start <laughs> center. So missing him, I'm curious to see what the communication is. Sounds like Wes Schweitzer, who has been a full participant in practice this week. Thank goodness. Knock on wood. Uh, But it sounds like he is going to be the starting center. And the communication between him and Carson is something that we haven't seen in, you know, a proper NFL regular season game yet. So we'll see. Fortunately, we're at home. And that should help with any sort of, you know, cadence or snap counts that we're doing Uh to help with that, hopefully. But you know how it is sometimes with the home game against Philadelphia. You see the billboards up in 995? Yeah, Yeah. you know I have. You know I have. So fortunately, it won't be all Eagles fans. There will be some degree of split. Uh, And there is some optimism around the offense. And that tends to bring people to the stadium for the home team. So I just wanted to point that out. Uh, K-Dot, I was looking at this Eagles defense because there has been a lot of hype around them. Mm-hmm. And I noticed, you know, against Detroit, Detroit were able to put up some points. Minnesota was not. Uh, Minnesota, I think, on that Monday night game, Kirk Cousins primetime game, shout out, it's the usual. Um, hyper-targeted Justin Jefferson and Darius Slay had a phenomenal game. Absolutely phenomenal game against Justin Jefferson, um, limiting him to, I believe it was like six catches for 48 or 50 yards, something like that. Something small like that. I mean, for Justin Jefferson, yeah, six for 48. So for Justin Jefferson, that's a very small total. Um, I thought Darius was fantastic. And then you read the other names on this defense. And I didn't realize how, to me, star studded this group is. So, I mean, looking at their defensive line, you have Josh Sweat, who's fine. Fletcher Cox, we know. Beast. Uh, Jordan Davis is a backup. Their first-round pick out of Georgia. We got Javon Hargrave and Brandon Graham. We know all about Brandon Graham. Their linebackers, I think, are their area of concern with Kaiser White and TJ Edwards. Uh, but then the secondary is pretty crazy. I mean, they've got James Bradbury. They've got CJ Gardner-Johnson. They've got Avante Maddox, who's been their weak link, and he's had a great start to his season. And the aforementioned Darius Slay with Marcus Epps, who has been their worst player in the secondary. And apparently he's playing well, too. So you all these guys and Hassan Redick, I didn't mention. Uh, but this is going to be difficult because one of the craziest things I've seen, because I was looking at more of the advanced stats for the Eagles defense, they don't really get to the QB. They haven't really gotten to Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins. But even with the time, Kirk struggled and Jared for a little bit wasn't too hot, right? He threw the pick six. So 
even though they don't necessarily get to the QB, they still affect the QB big time. And so I'm very curious to see with the weapons we have at our disposal and with Carson's current um, distribution, if you will, his distribution, his target distribution, I think has been fairly even. You don't know who's getting the ball. He's not hyper-targeting Terry, not yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see how that looks against each other. And so I think Carson can do well. I think he can play with that chip on his shoulder and actually do something over here. But then we talk about that other side of the ball. It, it's going to be interesting. What do you make of the Eagles defense just on paper? On paper, it's a scary matchup for us. Um, look, Justin Jefferson, in my opinion, is the best wide receiver in football. I agree. Um, and Darius Slay got two picks. <laughs> he, he could have had six. There was a right. meme out there. I just wanted to point it out, K-Dot, where, uh, you know, the like, fuck it, someone's down there somewhere. It was literally Kirk Cousins going, fuck it, Slay's down there somewhere. Not even Justin Jefferson. Darius yeah. Slay is out there somewhere. I like that. Yeah. Um, look, man. Yeah, look, week one, the Philadelphia Eagles gave up a ton of yards and a ton of points to Detroit. But I think the mainstay with Detroit in that week one game was the rushing attack DeAndre Swift was able to have on him, right? Yes. Um, as you said, the defensive line hasn't necessarily gotten there to the quarterback. And also, I'm not looking at the defensive line necessarily being great as far as rush defense either right now if you can get that running a game it's like like we, we like we talked about yep. you see the minnesota game minnesota went down real real quick with the 24 points that philadelphia scored were in the first half and they were sort of cruise control the rest of the game uh and they didn't really get an opportunity to go to uh dalvin cook as dalvin cook had what six carries something like yeah. that it was a so very small total yeah you could see it wasn't even something that factored into the offense past a certain point it was they need to throw the ball down the field and it just so happened it happened on a lot going to Philadelphia Eagles players. And that's the thing that like that when you talk about them, not getting necessarily the pass, the, the, the pass rush there, but still getting the picks that they have. It means that the coverage is amazing. It means the coverage is probably good and they're probably baiting some people. And if there's anybody that looks like they could probably be baited into doing something stupid, it's our quarterback, Carson Wentz. There's so, so that's the thing is that Carson has to have an amazing game on one thing, probably more than any other thing, is just take care of the football. Um, and that's where I go to, I think what needs to happen in this attack is going to be a lot of shallow, short stuff. Get the ball in the hands of the playmakers early and quick and let them boys go out there and do stuff. Okay. So you're saying a key to the game on offense is get it to the playmakers, even if it's short, and just let them yak it up if they can. And cook. Okay. Okay, so that would be Curtis. That would be Jahan. That would be Terry. Maybe some screens. Uh, that would be Gibson out of the backfield. That would be McKissick out of the backfield. Have okay. fun with it, Scott. Yeah, honestly, cut it. Cut it loose because no one has any expectations on the defense. So whatever you do on offense, just you know, try and get some rhythm in there. But trust um, me, you you know the same way I do. You can picture it right now. Kurt, Carson Wentz drops back to throw something deep, and you're going to hold your breath. Yeah. And it's going to happen every time. Now, I will say uh, to Terry McLaurin's uh, point in case here, he has dominated Darius Slay. He seems to play him pretty well. So it's, you know, I know we're sort of gushing about the Eagles. They're 2-0. and They're playing well so far. But we do have a bona fide wide receiver, one, that knows how to play this guy. And he's no stranger to it. He's not even a stranger to James Bradbury from his New York days. Terry can take it to any one of these guys. Mm-hmm. So this is where you need Terry to shine, to get open and to 
trust me, FedEx field, whatever the split may be in terms of commanders fans to Eagles fans, you're going to hear those commanders fans every single time Terry touches the ball. He is sort of the heart and soul of that offense. It's not Gibson. It's not Carson. Carson will not. excite. Dotson started. To get might there. Be How... can, can we just talk about Jahan Dotson for a moment? How good has he been so far? Amazing. What he's got more touchdowns than anyone in NFL history if their first two games. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. So good. And I, you know what? I did a little victory lap. And for those of you that didn't see it, we gushed about Jahan Dotson once we drafted him. I know it was difficult to, we wanted Kyle Hamilton, who's, I think had a bit of a rough start to his. It's the Ravens, they're just too young in the secondary. Everybody's struggling right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we were talking about Jahan and trying to find weaknesses. And we were like, we can't find weaknesses. It's not that he's going to wow you with elite speed or elite hands or elite anything but he's very good at everything and he's so good at everything but the thing that streaks out to me is that every time he does something i'm reminded of what terry looked like when he was a rookie in demeanor these guys mm. feel like eight-year vets they don't feel like rookies they don't act like rookies they feel very professional that touchdown that john had in that detroit game where he had to reach back across his oh. body because the ball wasn't on you can just see the laser focus that he has where nothing is too big for him. And that's what you need at that position is you need to be able to know that if I get the ball to you or anything, I can rely on you. And that's what Dotson and Terry both bring in spades. We can rely on you. Absolutely. Very, what Aaron Rodgers needs. Oh, badly. <laughs> and we talked about it even in that draft episode. Hey, guess what? If we don't take Jahan, Jahan's leap might be a top five receiver in yardage right now. If right he's in now, Green if he's in Green Bay. Uh, he's certainly not dropping the deep ball. Christian Watson did. Nope. No chance. So oh, thank God we have this guy. Uh, so between him and Terry and if Curtis stays healthy as he has so far, it's a scary offense and it's okay to admit that, you know, it really is a fun offense and I'm looking forward to seeing more. Um, Kate out. Let's jump to the predictions. Okay. So again, commanders plus six and a half. <coughs> so the Eagles are favored six and a half in our building over under is 47 and a half. What is your score and winner? If it was a Monday night game, I had this as a fucking blowout. Um, <laughs> me too. Me too. Just to be 100% clear. We might be seeing Vic 2.0. Like, yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the only reason I'm not going. Like, I got the commanders losing this game. Um, I just don't think the defense is there right now. But I am hopeful that it's not a blowout because I believe in this offense. And I think Carson's getting better. This game, my prediction's more of a this is my hope for what lies ahead for us in the sense that we can hang our hat on something positive coming out of this game on offense. So um, we're going high scoring again. Let's go 38-32. Eagles win. Okay. Eagles by six. Commanders with the half-point cover <laughs> and obliterated Just the over. Yeah. Just yeah. enough. Just enough. So funnily enough, I also have... Uh, an Eagles win by six points. I think that it is going to be initially, I was thinking 30 to 24. I think more like 27, 21 is what I'm thinking. Uh, I do think that we hold Philly to under 30 points, which is a small win uh, for the commander's defense because it is a loaded offense. Um, and I do think Carson does have three touchdowns. Um, I don't know to who. I don't know that it's going to be one each necessarily. This could be a Terry game. You know, been kind of quiet, even though he's been scoring. Like, he's so good. Um, yeah, I'm going 27-21 Philly. 
The question I have for you, KDOT, is what do we need to do to win? Like, what's the one sort of, whether it be a stat or uh, offensive or defensive uh, approach do we need to take and execute on in order to win this game? I think with no turnovers. No turnovers. Yeah. I think if we can be plus in the turnover category, which I know mm-hmm. Booger McFarlane level of uh, <laughs> level of insight there, right? If you can be plus in the fucking, yeah, if you score more points than the other team. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that to me would be, it would be, that to me would be significant. I just, I, I, if we can say something positive about something that happened on defense, we can win. Yeah. I don't see it happening, but um, I think that, I, I think that if we can keep, yeah, I think if, if we can be plus in the turnovers, it'd be huge. I think whenever you see really good teams, even good teams lose um, when they're favorites to maybe mediocre teams or teams that are struggling. I always look to time of possession. Of course, there's tur- turnovers for sure. Right. Um, I think Gibson and McKissick and whomever else they choose to run, if it's Samuel a whole bunch in almost a Debo role, yep. we need to sustain drives. And of course, ideally touchdowns off of them. But if we can limit the number of possessions that the Eagles have, then we can stay in it. I mean, you even think about the Giants Patriots when the Patriots were undefeated. The Giants sustained so many drives. So, so many drives that the Patriots only had limited opportunities and then a fresh defensive line, their strength at the time, to be able to rush Brady. So I think that's what it's going to take to keep our defense fresh on the sidelines, to keep that dangerous Eagles offense on the sidelines. Can Gibson do it? I have questions about that. But I think that's what needs to happen. Mm, I don't disagree necessarily. All right. And one last thing we need to do. Uh, is the comment mailbag as always thank you guys very much for your comments all as right. always uh we have oh there's a new one that i did not see let's see um oh and it's a oh, yeah, it's a good comment so we'll we'll get to that in a moment i haven't responded because i feel like tony has one but like it no, disappeared oh, okay oh no no i found it i found it all right all cool right. so we're going to begin with johnny Otto. uh johnny thank you for commenting multiple times now really appreciate it hey, johnny johnny um so Johnny Got Otto. Johnny Otto. It's a cool name. Can't be, yeah, it's cool. It can't be like Johnny like Johnny Utah. Like, Johnny like Utah. <laughs> Shout out Keanu. Um, I think Detroit was a learning experience for Washington. They will come out swinging on the Eagles. And he actually brings up a good point, uh, which is that one of the things Johnny would also be alluding to is it's a division game. And sometimes you just throw out the records. You just throw out the stats and you go, we know these guys. Right. I typically Philadelphia, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but like you look at Jacksonville and Indy. Hey, shout out Jim Irsay. Matt Ryan looks spectacular. Hey, I fuck you. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I like Matt Ryan. I like Matt Ryan a lot. I do, too. He's I just too. Jim Irsay is just an idiot. And he wanted to and blame Pittman it. didn't yeah. play. But how about Pittman didn't play? How about you give Jonathan Taylor the ball more than six times? Listen, that's Frank Reich is a problem. Reich. Yeah, no, Frank Reich is in some trouble there. Um, But yeah. Uh, But just to the point, right? Whenever Indy goes to Jacksonville, it's magic. But Jacksonville will not only beat them, but sometimes shut them out. But with Philadelphia, Philadelphia is usually the team that regardless of what's happening gets right on us. Yeah, typically. Okay, but just to say that there is maybe a point. I haven't seen it go the other way around, really. 
I agree with you. I completely this is Dallas, agree with New you. York. Okay. I was I'll just listen. looking for a glimmer of hope there. Uh, Johnny, thank you for the comment. Really appreciate it. And then, but yeah, Tony. Johnny, they, they're not swinging. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the offense needs to go out swinging. I don't, I don't know what the defense is going to do. Rush Jamin Davis more. How about that? He looked good rushing the QB. He looks great. He's that fast. Yeah. Let's do more of that, especially because he might actually have the speed to contain Jalen. Got it. Do you want David Mayo out there covering? Another key point. Let Jamin <laughs> rush every fucking play. It doesn't matter. Just let him because then we don't need to hear about the coverage and being in the wrong spot. You know where the right spot is? Chase Jalen. The whole what game. they probably need to do is along the lines of what we like, what we used to do years back. Greg, I go back to Greg Williams with the defense Jeff. like that plus one. Right. Every down you had one guy blitzing at mm-hmm. least one guy blitzing every every single down. Let Jamin be the guy. Just throw him all over the field. If you can get camp, if you can get the uh, force down, they're probably on the same level that you got Holcomb. Really close. Guarding that midfield as best he can. Have Cam Carl kind of play. Get, if you get Jamin there. Yep. Hey, we're on the same page. Uh, I hope Jack Del Rio listens to this podcast. Uh, you know who does? Tony. How many brown people? What's up, Tony? How you doing, man? Thanks, as always, for the comment. Really appreciate it. And here it is. Tony writes, have you noticed how nobody on our defense gets hyped after a good play? There's no fire in our defense. Nobody to get a spark going. No dog mentality. Uninspired football. He wasn't great, but we need a dog like DJ Swearinger right now. And Jamin was better against the Lions, but he's in the wrong spot or late 85% of the time. To your point last week, KDOT, or on Monday. Uh, No instincts, or is he overthinking a complicated defense? And why don't we play to player strengths? Our coaches would ruin Micah Parsons' career. Yeah, no, I they probably have Micah Parsons just playing in coverage and like not being able to do anything. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't deny any of that shit. Oh, that that made me angry. Not the question, just what I no, think about the, when they but question. the Micah Parsons thing. I Micah think Parsons I think thing. Tony's I, got an excellent point. I think there. I think there's a point. I think, Look, the, the no fire thing is something we alluded to. It was the last episode or episode before last. And it was something you brought up, which was the comments Jack Del Rio made in the offseason, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that vibe ever since then has given me that these guys are just not close with the defensive staff and the defensive staff is just not close with the players. And if that's the case, that energy you're probably not getting, which is why they probably kept Warren Sapp around the team for as long in that uh, mm-hmm. training camp was because he at least knew how to light a fire or get these guys kind of playing a little loose and it just hasn't happened i haven't seen this team play loose on defense since 2020 and i don't don't really recall jack del rio doing anything crazy on the sidelines or anything like that It was more chase young just keeping these guys energized maybe that alone is something that we need him on that defense he's gonna make a huge difference just from the energy just from an energy standpoint right right, right. it has to because it's just we do look uninspired and you can see that like i said on the last when we were talking about the detroit game the secondary and what it is they were doing tackling wise yeah. uninspired. I, I also just want to shout out the defensive line because <clears throat> yeah, our defense has looked bad as an overall unit, but they are number one in the NFL right now in terms of QB hits, knockdowns, things guess like that. What? They're getting there though. But guess what? Go ahead. How sucky does it feel to know that you're that close all the time and you're making those hits and you're giving up points because everything is blown out the back. It, I agree. It's I agree. Demoralizing. It has to be for those guys. It has to be. And thank goodness, again, Jonathan Allen and Deron Painter on that line because they keep going. I don't see any quitting those guys. It's two weeks in and you never should. They're professionals, etc. But like, yeah, it has to be demoralizing. They are playing very, very well. And I just wanted to note that. They that, probably hey, need to calm down. 
when we yeah when we take shots at you know the secondary <coughs> linebacking core del rio the one thing we're not doing is taking a shot at this defensive line which has been to me very good. i am for the run the run is also the linebackers I get it. Right. We're talking about filling gaps and stuff. And that like goes that. to Del Rio. There's no fucking scheming. He's just letting these guys try to play like they're just he's like, go be freak athletes and get to the quarterback. I don't see any stunts. I don't see any fucking anything. I agree with the you. Defensive line. I agree with you. But the defensive line for what they're being asked to do. High effort. Try less, guys. I'm actually serious. It makes no sense. <laughs> just to just to fill. I, okay, let, I the, let the secondary kind of fucking figure it out. All right, throw those let those motherfuckers figure that shit out for a bit. Again, we all pray to Camp Curl this Sunday. Great to have you back, buddy. Um, now on to thank you for the comment, Tony. Really appreciate nice, it. Tony. Um, I also do just to answer. I don't see any instincts on the field. I think there is some overthinking going on for sure. Right, especially with a guy as fast as Jamin Davis, who continues to be the scapegoat. Just let him rush a little bit. Just to more to Tony's point, right? If we don't think Micah Parsons would be Micah Parsons right now over here, what unearthed potential do we currently have with Jamin? Not to say he is, but like he could be better, certainly. If we just put him, play him to his strengths. Simple as that. Um, all right. Blood Clot. Shout out Blood Clot, who has now been regularly commenting as well. Um, after watching Monday Night Football, we're going to get spanked by the Eagles. By the way, my wife is snoring as I'm watching your video. Kindred Spirits? There we go. There we go. Appreciate the comment there, Blood Clot. I think he has one more a bit later. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's it's coming in a bit. Um, and then we got Ridge, where your helmet at? With two different comments back to back. Uh, shout out, Ridge. Agree we are asking Davis to do too much. If I recall, he was projected as a second rounder and we reached. Now there is too much pressure on him to perform as a first, especially looking at what Parsons is doing in Dallas. Another Micah Parsons comparison there. I think he is doing fine for what should be a second round pick. And JDR is just fucking incompetent. I'm not going to disagree with the word of that because Jamin Davis was, in fact, more projected late first second. So, yeah, no, I, I can't I can't necessarily disagree. And it, the narrative is fitting more and more each week. Yeah. So 100 percent agree there. And then um, oh, makes a comment about your Detroit Rushmore. Four brothers doesn't make the Detroit Rushmore. No, no, isn't on isn't. No, I think it's who's the. Who's the bad guy in that movie? Chiwete OG. It's been ages, dude. I don't remember, but it's a solid movie. It's a solid movie. It's just not. No. And that's why I didn't even say the movie eight mile. I said a song for the movie eight mile. Ain't a whole lot of good Detroit movies. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Um, My favorite comment for VA money group. Shout out. Wow. That's it. Appreciate it. VA money group. Wow. Keep commenting. Keep watching. So sexy on this podcast. We got. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that could be anything. What What do you think the wow's for? It probably is your look. I used to teach that when I sold uh, insurance. Is anytime anybody gave you a statement like that, you're supposed to take it as a positive every time. I like that. I'm gonna start doing that with many, yeah, many. That's how you sell things. people. You gotta sell people. Yeah, do better. Oh, so you, you have you have faith in me? I can do better. That's great. Uh, <laughs> Matthew Regan, shout out Matt. Uh-oh. Whose pregame prediction was closest? Thanks for the comment, Matt. We're not gonna talk about that. Let's move on to blood clot. Yeah, let's move on to blood clot. Once again, appreciate it. Bringing back all the Washington coaches, <laughs> bringing back all the Washington coaches back would be like the movie Wild Hogs, fitting name. Like all those old has-beens and Redskins coaching gear all <laughs> doing the slow walk towards the camera. That actually would be pretty cool because we were talking about that on uh, Monday. Like Is how many... like the Tim Allen motorcycle movie? I believe so. I, I can say I've never seen it. 
But I mean, that is a wild we were about, reference. We were talk- <laughs> hey, what God brings the references? Uh, wild hogs, dog. Damn. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. I lost all. Tra- I've not thought about that movie. <laughs> oh, oh, now so now we absolutely we. <laughs> okay, this next comment is awesome. Um, this is from a, a new commenter. Oh, shit. Um, I don't know what this is. Is it, have you read it? I haven't read it. I don't try not to read. I didn't read the okay. comments. Okay. I, I typically wait as well. Uh, this is Pally for life. Pal, I for life. <laughs> uh, my apologies. I would love to know how to properly pronounce your username. Uh, original listener. First time yeah. commenter. Five quick points. Number one. If you're a Washington fan, subscribe and follow this pod. That's in all Good caps. Man. Really appreciate you. Good man. Pally for life or Pally for life or pal I for life. Appreciate it. Uh, number two, the coordinated black outfits following a loss is laugh out loud funny. Honestly, I think we both got on the Zoom, realized we were black. and was like, wait, this makes sense. I and- just I wear black a lot. <laughs> Don't think that every time ta- I'm just telling you, I'm going to wear black after we win. <laughs> well, so well, so the thing I think KDOT and I are going to do is based on the game, based on how it went. We will have some sort of coordinated fits and we're going to figure that out. Uh, but sure. we really appreciate uh, the comment. You noticed. There. Three. Yeah, he noticed. Uh, three. I'm genuinely excited about this offense. Let's get B-Rob back in the mix and see what happens. I am so ecstatic for Brian Robinson to come back. I mean, he is going to, we talk about time of possession, way more faith in our ability to keep it if Brian Robinson's the featured guy. Right. So agreed. very excited for that. Um, <laughs> number four, blood clots of wild hawk reference is as funny as it is obscure. So there you go. All right. So we're on the same page with the wild hawk reference. It's fucking nuts. Five, how could you omit Steve, old ball coach, fun and gun, QB carousel spurrier? That is an excellent point. He did not come up once when we were talking about. What a guy. What a, (laughs) what was his? uh, Danny Warfel and Shane Matthews. Shane Matthews. What an iconic iconic coach, though. I mean, he came in and was way out of his depth. I can't stand that motherfucker. (laughs) What was it? We were like six to ten last season. Not very good. He he (laughs) was omitted. He was absolutely omitted. The old ball coach. Yeah, no. Nothing to do with him ever again. The fun and gun offense. I totally fun and gun offense and fucking quarterback carousel was the dumbest shit. Oh my gosh. No, he had Patrick Ramsey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Ramsey's my guy. And guess what he did? Ruined him. Sincerely. Monsieur X. Okay, Mr. So that, X is here. that is from, yeah. So maybe we'll just call him Mr. X moving forward. Uh, P.S. This <laughs> Ridge where your helmet at guy is super annoying. Agreed. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and love that comment, uh, which he abbreviated to Orchi. R.W.Y. Well, Monsieur. Anyway, R.W.Y.H.A. Just needed to point that out because that's technically verbatim in the comment. Um, so, yeah, those are the comments. Really appreciate all of you guys for commenting. And please, once again, on this episode, this was District Divided, a DC sports podcast. If you enjoyed it, please like the video. Please subscribe to the channel. It helps us out a lot. And please comment because, again, that helps with the algorithm. And then we read yours out every week and react to them. Um, really appreciate you guys for listening. And honestly, like, you know, the last few weeks, I've really appreciated the level of engagement we've gotten each and every uh episode so as the views go up and down whatever 
I care more about the comments, honestly, because then it feels like, hey, now it feels like a community and stuff like that. So we really, really appreciate you guys. And so feel free to comment whatever you want. We read it no matter what. Um, So enjoy the game on Sunday and we will see you for either a victory Monday or misery Monday. But until then, take it easy. I'm so, so nervous about this game. <laughs> I mean, now that we've sort of gotten away from the breakdown, we could just talk emotionally. Yeah. This is, a, this is a tough spot. I really wish we were playing Dallas instead because I know they just beat the Bengals. They sort of busted their proverbial load, so to speak. Like, you know, they're, they're probably out of gas right now. We could fuck them up at home. Uh, I'm not stressing it. What are you not stressing, Dallas or Philly? This Philly game. Oh, because you have no expectations. I have zero expectations. I think most people are in that boat. Like, to me, I'm looking at the way the the rest of the season lays out, right? Mm-hmm. You got the Philadelphia Eagles next. Yep. I say that's a loss. You got the Cowboys playing in Dallas. By that time, they're either forcing Dak back or Cooper Rush has another great game. There's at least a lot of talk about replacing Cooper Rush or replacing Dak with Cooper long term because he's white and it's Dallas. Um, so I think you come to a Dallas team is probably a fucking mess. By that uh-huh. time, they probably forgot how to pass, how to give the ball to Tony Pollard. So I feel more confident about the Dallas game. I mean, the only thing I think Michael Parsons is going to eat like a motherfucker, but, um, I'm not, I'm not terrified of their offense. Then you got the Tennessee Titans who look like absolute dog shit. Chicago oh, bears. Oh God. Can we talk about the Titans for a moment? Yeah. Good. I know the bills are next level. They definitely are. But 41, seven against anybody is just especially when you were the number one seed last season of the AFC AJ Brown's gotta be cracking up dude he's he's with the 2-0 Eagles they weren't willing to pay him and now they're seeing some of the fucking effects because if AJ Brown's still there they beat New York they definitely beat the Giants I don't know about that they would have beaten the Giants come on they still lose to Buffalo but no, I don't I mean, know. I think AJ got it at the right time. I think Tannehill's coming back down to earth from mm-hmm. like the, the peaks he could ever get to. Um, Derrick Henry's not the same. He, well, yeah, because he's coming off that injury. It was a major injury. I know. He's just, but regardless, he's not the same. A bit older. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did like, I, on my other podcast, we did predict, I had Tennessee going seven and 10 this year. Okay, so you, not you sort of I'm, saw this. I was not high on Tennessee on them this year. Okay. And it wasn't like just the A.J. Brown thing. I just looked at the team, saw the way they constructed, see Derrick Henry coming off the injury, and the way he plays football, as violent as he is, every person's human. Um, it, there's going to be some sort of effect of that. Uh, yeah. The amount of time they gave him the fucking ball the last few years, Jesus Christ. Uh, the, the, you're going to see some sort of effect from that. Then you got the Chicago Bears in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Not scared of them. Green Bay Packers final loss. Indianapolis has looked like dog shit. Did Oop. you did you see? <laughs> I, I like doing these little pit stops with each game of the schedule. Did you yeah. see Justin Fields post Green Bay? Did you hear those comments he made about no. Bears fans? So basically, they were asking about the performance and like you know, does it hurt stuff like that? And talked about Bears fans a little bit. And he, I'm paraphrasing here, but he was like, listen. Uh, the fans, they're not the ones that put in the effort for these games and stuff like that. Uh, it's the players in there. So we hurt way more than they do. What do you think of that? I think he's right. 
I, I do think he's right, but I think also, I, I mean, fans, look at us. I mean, we've, we've got a podcast on the damn thing, and there are many, many Commanders podcasts and many other diehard fans that'll travel. There's one um, one guy on Twitter, I think his name's Andy Burrows. He comes from the UK for these games. Like, you know, people, there are some diehard fans out there that really fucking care. Harsh truth. If you hurt as much as the guys that actually put their life and limb on the line every game, you need to reevaluate re- your priorities in life. You shouldn't care about any of this that much. And I get the love. I get the I get the generational shit. I get all that stuff. Right. So like some if people, you that put, was how they bonded with their parents. If you stuff put like that. that much thing, that much anything into a fucking game, you need to reevaluate yourself. Now, that also being said, that not something that Justin Fields should ever say out of his mouth because he should know better. As a quarterback right. in the face of a franchise, you don't need to say that. Do I think it's the absolute unequivocal truth? Yes. But, but did you but did you also see so it was funny because my Twitter feed showed me that the very next tweet was a man who I think he was 22 decked out in all this Bears gear and the game's over against the Packers and his girlfriend or whomever is recording him and she's like he is so serious about this team and he's like I mean he's got the like letterman jacket He's got wristbands. He's like tearing up. He's like the Packers cheated. And uh, the, the iconic line there was, I've only known you for two months. I've been rocking with them for 22 years. And that was just a stellar, stellar line. And a lot of people were like, you got to give the man a space fresh off a loss. Just like that. Yeah, no, I get that. And yeah. look, fandom's awesome. But once again, if you care that much, you got a problem. I think to that level. Yeah, I, certainly. I think we all suffer from a sickness. Okay. And the, the, oh, the, yeah, the of course, we even especially, have a name for it. especially yeah. here in Washington, where, and I'm just going to be really, really blunt without everybody here. We know the guy who owns this franchise is pretty, pretty much literally evil. Right. And if we decided we yep. cared enough about the evil shit that he did, and we said we'd never watch a game never buy any products, never do anything, right? You know, mm-hmm. he'd be pretty much out of here within a year. Yeah, but that level of coordinated effort. Got is... it. But I'm just saying, there's a certain limit to which we care or don't care about things. Sure. And we just need to be honest about it. And in all I honesty, agree. we're probably on the wrong side of history with it. And we just got to Oh, what, with the podcast? Yeah, probably. Yes, we do. A bit, like, I'm not saying. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I I I revel in the fact that I I am evil by the by what it is I do and what it is I, I think it's all relative. We do preach self awareness on this podcast. Just I'm clear. not super evil. I'm not like Matt Regan or Hitler. I'm but I'm like minor. Oh, God, this is a moment where I realize I maybe should do a little more editing. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't, right. and I won't. You're just gonna keep getting it raw like this. Yeah, no chance. If you, if I find out you're doing it, I'm just gonna fucking go over the top. Man. I know. I, yeah, you're, you're not gonna just... stop me. You're gonna censor me. But look, man, I'm not gonna go through all the rest of the games. But right. this Philadelphia, did you have you had it as a win when we were going through? Yeah, I did. Yeah. But you, you well, hey, hey. Actually, football. off of off of the initial schedule, I'm two and zero. Oh. Had the Jags win, had the Lions lost. All right. <laughs> but be so the, after three games, you had us at two and one. Just yeah. it was going to be. And then and two and just, two, losing to Dallas. Like, I think the Dallas thing could be a win. So after like after four games, we'll be two and two. And we're that's talking about this run defense. Uh, uh, they may not even need a throw. 
Just Zeke and Pollard over. I'm telling over. you, they don't. They, it's one week. Mike McCarthy will forget that Pollard exists again. I love when he does that. That's one of my favorite things. It's going to happen. It's when he forgets his personnel. <laughs> That's McCarthy. You saw it in Green Bay. He was basically to let Aaron fucking do things. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's I'm fair. just I'm like this game isn't going to stress me out. I think like it could stress me out if it gets close with what I think it might do so I, I can see myself to. in the fourth quarter being kind of antsy. <clears throat> but no man, like we we barely won against the Jaguars. We lost and it was bad against Detroit. So, I just... obviously aside from a win, what <laughs> would success be to you in this game? You what like come I said away in my from prediction. it and you're like, "Hey, this is cool. What I said in my prediction, if that final score is 38-32, Carson didn't turn over the football, then I know I can trust the offense finally. Okay, so you're looking to trust the offense. I'm looking game. to completely solidify I have trust in the offense. And then what I'm going to do on defense is start writing uh, harshly worded letters to Ashburn to get rid of Jack Del Rio or just wait for Chase Young to come back and maybe he's the one that kind of sparks something that happens on the defense. But that I just want to be able to know for sure I can look at something on this team and believe it. Yeah, no, that's fair. But I mean, we also need to make sure that when Chase Young's back, Del Rio is not dropping Chase into coverage again. He does that too. It'll hundred percent happen. Real creative. It'll absolutely happen. It'll absolutely happen. Just get used to it. But I don't want to. That's the point. I mean, I get it. But look, I think Greg Williams actually is available. I'll never get the job. But one can hope. One can hope. Certainly, certainly one. It's just the yeah, it's the defense. Like you said it, like you said it last episode. Do you think the defense is going to get right? Nope. So where are we at? We know <laughs> we get it. The only so, thing is the only thing is that if you look through some of those games, that defense, if they can come away with positivity after Dallas with Cooper Rush or a hurt Dak Prescott getting rushed back, right? They can feel good about Ryan, the the ghost of Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Fields, every other game looks like he's got to run for his life, right? Yeah. Um, kind of like what we did in 2020, play a couple shitty quarterbacks, feel really good about yourself. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that's, that's it. Maybe they, that's maybe they, right? and then we're like, maybe. oh shit. And then Chase Young's back and they're full of energy and they're playing like fun. Yeah. I mean, Jared Goff's an MVP candidate. So we're <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Plays um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, oh, also, just speaking of Dan Snyder and uh, and Dan Snyder, <laughs> uh, was it the Suns and Mercury owner? Uh, was it Sarver? Yeah. Ended up, he's selling. He's got to sell. What's it going to take for Dan to sell? Is he officially safe from all he's this? Like, they've had, they've had the, all these investigations and stuff like that. It's I think over. Congress it's, is about a turn safe. and stuff like that. Dan Snyder will outlive all of us. If you're listening to this podcast, no, yeah, Dan Snyder is. will live longer than you. Do you think he listens? You think he's one of the people commenting? I don't think so. I'd imagine he does seek out shit about him. I do. I like. I see him laying down at night with his iPad, going through all the videos, and like turn to Tanya and being like, "These sons of bitches." They don't I think she's probably liking me. the videos though. Tanya's Tanya like, is one. Dan, one of the people shut that's the actually... fuck up. You say something else, I'm take half your shit, including half the team. Just keep your mouth shut. I would love if she took half the team. She that's the only Dan just gotta keep her happy. Yep. Um we know Tommy. We know you want out. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I, I can totally see Dan just sniffling the last soldier. 
They're talking about me again. Well, can I sue them? Can I where, sue them? Where else do you get this content is the question, right? Like there's so many commanders podcasts, but where where do you get a man pretending to be? <laughs> look, man, I, I, I love in, it. I love it. No, 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 in one fell swoop, me. like in one fell swoop. Yeah, go but ahead. I love like we just talked about how being a fan, whatever, evil, whatever. Yeah, I, yeah. I embrace it. Um, I'd love media passes to FedEx Phil for games, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, but we blew that at ages ago. Uh, wait, hold on. Wait, <laughs> right. We'd love that, right? We'd love sure. getting in the Ashburn and be able to have interviews with this person and that person. I'd love big 100 or 1067 to hire us immediately. Dude, if they were dumb enough Fucking... to give us passes, we it... would lose those in seconds. The it... moment we were in there, we would stir some shit up. But see, that's the thing. And because this is genuinely from the area, too. Like, like if you've gotten this far on the video, this is the thing. Yeah. If you know anybody that knows Jason Wright, and you would know anybody that knows Julie Donaldson, if you know it, it would only help Washington PR to have a group uh, to have us in the building. Oh yeah, it would 100%. only help. Look, I'm not saying the other podcasts, the other shows that do Commander stuff aren't truthful and aren't going as raw. They go raw, but then mm-hmm. not. You need a couple loose cannons that aren't afraid to say anything. No, we're loose as fuck. And that's what you need. Look, we're not going to do anything racist. I'll stop the Hitler no, stuff. Of course not. We'll, we'll, we'll figure I'll it stop out. Stop it on that condition. I'll stop. <laughs> I'll stop the Hitler stuff. I'll, I'll rein it in. I'll do the Hitler Hitler joke once every season. The Regan jokes will continue. Here, from there on out, if you hear me say Regan, it's Hitler. It's like let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Put on the first <laughs> for, for, for dish divided. Okay. <laughs> i have my own let's go brandon oh <laughs> matt regan um, is evil evil with okay, matt okay. Regan. Hey, hey, hey we gotta reel it in. we gotta reel it in now we gotta reel but it i'm just in. saying it would be amazing to do that but it's, i also it's know after that, the pod but there are standards here i get it K-Dot. but my like, god i want us to i want us to be able to have fun and do that because i think that that's who we are but Lord knows I'd love I'd love a good relationship. I'd love for this to make money. I think it will at some point. Like a lot of money. Point. Yeah, but let's be real. Okay, if we're being real with our listeners, we could do a whole lot more. There's a lot more we can do here to actually make a whole lot of money. We just sort of got to fucking do it. Hey, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, at least I, I've stopped traveling for a little bit, so I'll be back. Okay, here. hey, maybe we can make some moves over here. Um, I'm here. I'm here. I'm in town. All right. You know what? And I'm listeners do not hold us York. to this. I'm actually going to and I are going to come up with a huge plan of attack where we are just going to explode onto the scene. Matt Regan jokes 24 seven. You know what? We should probably stop now. I think this is a good stopping point. Snyder's list instead of Schindler's list. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yep. All right. We're going to see you guys next time. <laughs>